InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. As recently as the early 1970s, the news media was one of the most respected institutions in the United States. Yet by the 1990s, that trust had all but evaporated. InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is here to examine what happened and why it's important. Roy? Thanks, Chris. We're joined by Jonathan Ladd, Assistant Professor of Government and Public Policy at Georgetown University and the author of a book called Why Americans Hate the Media and How It Matters. Professor Ladd, welcome to InfoTrack. Thank you for having me on. So one of the basic premises of your book is that the public's view of the news media has really changed dramatically in the past 40 years. Tell us about that. Yes. In the mid-50s, about 66% of Americans thought that newspapers were fair. As late as the early 70s, a large proportion of people felt that they had confidence in the press. But by 2008, almost half of Americans said they had hardly any confidence in the press, when in the early 70s, only 15%, hardly any Americans said that. In one specific 2004 poll, it asked people how much they trusted various professions, and it found that some of the lowest were lawyers. 9% of people had confidence in lawyers. And the national news media, which 10% of people had confidence in the national news media. So the way journalists and the press are seen by the public has changed pretty dramatically. Why do you think that has changed? Has the media changed, or is it merely perception? The media has changed, and politics has changed. And I argue that both of those things have made a difference. The media changed largely through technology in that there is just such a greater diversity of media sources. One consequence of that is people view media reporting a lot of different styles. Some styles they don't respect. Even if those styles get a lot of ratings, people watch it. They don't necessarily think it's a trusted source of information. And apart from technology, the regulatory environment changed. With the end of the fairness doctrine, there are many more partisan sources even over the public airways. And as a result, people actually often like more partisan, more ideological sources. They like to tune in to sources that they agree with. But one of the things that partisan sources tend to do is spend a lot of their time criticizing the rest of the media and telling people why they should dislike the rest of the media. And whether that's like, those are correct criticisms or incorrect criticisms, it's hard to argue that one of the consequences of that is people distrust the press generally a lot more than they used to. And I would think major news organizations probably are looking over their shoulder a bit now because technology has allowed almost anyone to become a citizen journalist and to fact-check and contribute in ways they never could before. That's true, and it's much more accessible as well to get your opinion out there, although it's hard to get a big readership for a website or a blog. It's very easy to start one and become an amateur journalist. So the field is much more porous than it used to be, where you either were someone who had a job for a city paper or maybe a television station or national news organization, or you didn't, where now there are so many people who do journalism on the side, not professionally, or do a little bit of professional journalism and another job, or do it full-time. And there's such a more wide range. And it's harder for people to get a sense of who is a journalist reporting in the conventional style and who isn't. Our guest on InfoTrack is Jonathan Ladd, professor from Georgetown University and the author of Why Americans Hate the Media and How It Matters. You write a bit about the historical perspective and the fact that in the 1930s there was some distrust of the media, but then that changed by the 1950s, right? Yes, that's true. In the 1930s, well less than 
half the people thought that newspapers were fair. And there was a lot of political attacks on the press by politicians, just like there are a lot of attacks on the press by politicians now. Franklin Delano Roosevelt didn't have a good relationship with the press. And by the 50s, we had gotten to the area when they were widely trusted. For example, in 1956, one poll found 66% of Americans thought newspapers were fair. Big transformation since the Great Depression era. Interestingly, in the 50s, more Republicans liked the press than Democrats did. And that's a change from the modern era where both parties like the press a lot less than they did. Both parties have gotten a lot less trustful of the press. People have to choose or maybe use both. And that's a very different environment, but an environment where what they think about the mainstream press is going to matter a lot. Because if they like the mainstream press, they're more likely to rely on that. If they don't, they're more likely to augment with more unconventional sources or entirely rely on unconventional sources. And I think we're going more and more in that direction. In some ways, we've gone back to almost like the founding of our country when newspapers viewed stories through a political lens. And I guess the conservative and progressive media outlets, cable news channels and so forth, are kind of emulating that in a way, aren't they? Yes, it's very similar. Right after the Constitution was adopted in the late 1700s, early 1800s, there were a lot of different newspapers. There weren't really very many national newspapers that reached people all over the country. And a lot of local newspapers were affiliated with politicians or with a political party. And their goal was to get the party's message out and get the information that the party or the politician thought was important out there. And starting newspapers was considered an important part of running a vibrant political party organization. We don't have exactly that, but things are similar in a lot of ways in that it's a lot easier to start up small media organizations, especially on the web, and have a particular party perspective and to use your small outlet, whether it's a weblog or just a conventional website or something else like that, to do two things at once, to inform your audience as well as to politically organize, to mobilize your audience, to get them to organize behind a cause or a candidate and the lines between those are more blurry. And they were more blurry, yeah, in the first 50 years of the country. So it's not the end of the world. It's just a different way of using the media and interacting with the media in politics. So just to try to draw all this together, why is this important? Why do public attitudes toward the press matter? One important consequence to be worried about is that People who distrust the mainstream media and instead rely on unconventional media, in particular partisan media that confirm their existing predispositions, those sort of people are less likely to learn accurate information about the state of the country, especially like the state of the national economy, so you could evaluate how the president's doing, the state of international affairs and the state of national security, again, to evaluate Congress and the president and see how they're doing. They're less likely to absorb accurate information about that and more likely to have beliefs that fit their partisanship regardless of what's actually happening. So this so far hasn't gotten so extreme that it stopped people from rewarding and punishing national politicians based on a good or a bad economy or you know overseas wars that are going well or going poorly, rewarding and punishing them appropriately. But it's possible if things get too polarized, overly polarized, that there would be much less accurately rewarding and punishing politicians based on their actual performance. And so we're not there yet. We're far from there. But it's a worry going forward. It's a good thing if the public can get accurate information and not everyone just believes things that confirm their existing views. (laughs) And so it's important that there are checks on this and that there's some facts that get out there to everyone, not just to a select few. 
If you pull out your crystal ball and look maybe 25 years down the road, will we still hate the media? I think a good number of people definitely will. I don't know if we're going to hate it quite as much as we do now, <laughs> but there is a good number of people who will. I think going forward, people are going to continue having this choice. Do they want media that report in a style similar to the mid-20th century, similar to what was taught in journalism school for a long time as sort of the objective style of journalism? Do they prefer that, or do they prefer these more flashy, more sensationalist, and or more partisan sources? I think people are going to continue to have that choice. And as a result, there's going to be a significant portion who distrust or even hate the conventional media and chooses other sources, and some people who like it. Different people are going to make different choices, I think. Jonathan Ladd, Assistant Professor of Government and Public Policy at Georgetown University and the author of the book, Why Americans Hate the Media and How It Matters. Professor Ladd, do you have a website where folks can learn more? Sure. Jonathan M. Ladd. That's Jonathan M., my middle initial, L-A-D-D. Well, thanks for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you so much. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack. To learn more about our guests or listen to past shows, visit InfoTrack online at TalkZone.com.